All right. Thanks, Scott Shannon. Happy Friday. Welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. Toll free. Our number is 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program? Well, that didn't take long. Remember, we saw Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. They were out there. They were praising the Capitol Police after what happened on January 6th. Looking at this report, CNN News, the epidemic of Pelosi's you know, newfound respect for law enforcement, because remember, Democrats were silent during the rioting, the looting, the arson, the the chop, chaz, autonomous summer of love, spaghetti potluck dinner zones, taking over police precincts, Kamala Harris raising money for rioters, you know, after they burn a police precinct to the ground and and rioting that took place. Let's see, we had over, what, 2,500 cops injured, uh, pelted with Molotov cocktails and bricks and rocks and frozen water bottles and sticks. And then, yeah, some knives and guns, too. Um, And then Democrats were silent, even out there raising money for for bail to get people out of jail. Anyway, what happens on January 6th? Well, now we're going to praise the police. Well, it looks like it's already reached its expiration date. CNS News, the epidemic of police brutality continues and more police killings occurring last year, Pelosi claiming just yesterday. Even though the number of blacks and Hispanics killed by police shootings declined in 2019, communities of color are vulnerable groups disproportionately bearing the brunt of this cruelty. We must act decisively and urgently to end the injustice. Data analysis uh, show that. You know, the number of uh, African-Americans shot to death by police fell from 235 to 226. The number of Hispanics fatally shot dipped from 158 to 156. Statistically the same. Too many, of course. Meanwhile, the number of white people killed by police gunfire jumped 16.7 percent from 370 2019 to 532 in 2020. What about all the could we nobody ever talks about the cops that are killed every year? Are there bad cops? Yep, there are. And when we find them, they are hurting every good cop that goes out, does their job, protects and serves and puts their lives on the line every day. But if you're not if you're only going to call certain instant call out certain instances of violence and not others, you're not exactly sending a consistent message. And all this talk of defunding the police and doing nothing and Kamala Harris supporting the LAPD cuts and defunding efforts there, just like Minnesota, uh, that doesn't send a a reassuring message to the men and women in law enforcement. A billion-dollar cut to the NYPD? Shocking. Their crime's spiking through the roof this past year. Does that surprise anybody? Doesn't surprise me. Anyway, a lot to get to today. Um, the It is breathtaking hypocrisy when you start comparing the treatment of Kavanaugh versus Cuomo in terms of allegations of sexual assault, inappropriate behavior, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, where are all the I believers or as I call them, the I believer caucus? They're all quiet. And Cuomo himself was part of the I believer caucus. Some interesting things going on um, in terms of it looks like the Republican Party has. And and I'm talking about, look, you got every party is a coalition party. Let's be honest here. 
And you look at the Democratic Party, you have you have varying constituencies that unite together, form a party with basic fundamental agreement on most issues, not all issues. The same thing can be said about the Republican Party. You you have the more conservative wing of the Republican Party. I'm not even a Republican. I can't be a Republican. In good conscience, I can't be a Republican. Republican Party, frankly, they, they lost me a long time ago. Look at the way they handled Obamacare. Look at their lack. You know, they've only put on show votes to repeal and replace. I can't take the phoniness. I can't take all talk, no action. I can't take the fact that they can't even communicate a simple message. I can't take the fact that when they finally had the opportunity and really had a chance to repeal and replace Obamacare, they didn't even have a plan ready. I can't take that Republican senators that two years uh, it, prior to 2017 and the vote they took for a straight repeal of Obamacare, seven senators have voted for that bill that were Republican, well, then voted against it when it really counted and would have mattered. It's, it's too frustrating to me. And so I just, I just try to be my independent conservative self. But this battle, this conflict, this coalition you know, to one extent or another is is always in play and always seemingly in conflict. We saw it during impeachment. I don't ever expect the likes of Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, Ben Sass, the jackass, uh, Pat Toomey and company to ever like or understand Donald Trump. And and frankly, I, I don't even have a problem if Republicans don't like Donald Trump's style. I don't really care if you like his style or not. I, I think a lot of people feign phony manufactured outrage. I don't know. Maybe it's because I grew up in New York. I just don't get offended that easily. I don't wilt. I don't I don't melt. I I'm called every name in the book. I'm attacked every single solitary day. And frankly, I, I'm a little surprised that Many of my colleagues in media, they get hit. And they're like, it's, it's, they can't take it. And I'm like, well, you're in the wrong business. If you're going to be a public figure, this is what you sign up for. I understand it. The only hard part is, is when, well, you know, some of my friends, sometimes they, uh, they get tainted by being friends with me. And I'm sorry for that, but it's part of, you know, if you want to be my friend, it comes with the territory, right, Linda? That's kind of a true story. Um, in many ways. But uh, listen, I chose this life. I give strong opinions every day. I don't hold back. I am not offended by Donald Trump's style. You might want me to say that, but I'm not. I hate to tell you, I don't think any of these media people are as offended as they act either. They try to feign outrage every single second of every day. Donald Trump said a curse word. Did you hear the president cursed? As if they've never said these words or heard these words themselves. I don't believe that. I don't believe they're that outraged either. Anyway, so we've been watching this this battle go on and, and more recently with the impeachment effort. And uh, Mitch McConnell was on with Brett Baer last night uh, on his TV program. And he was asked a lot of questions about Donald Trump. And uh, said that he absolutely would support former President Donald Trump if he's the GOP presidential nominee in 2024. Look, I'd argue I think it's a pretty straightforward thing that if Donald Trump chooses to run again, he would, Mitt Romney even acknowledged, likely easily win the nomination. And I can see that happening. 
Um, so anyway, and then but he'd been very critical about the president and January 6th and, and so on and so forth. My uh, my bet is he probably behind the scenes realized that uh, if the choice came down to Mitch McConnell or Donald Trump's Republican Party, that 90 percent of Republicans would go with Donald Trump. You know, and what's and by the way, to Mike Pence's credit, he debunked any claim that there's bad blood between himself and Donald Trump, as I know the, the mob would like to suggest and he spoke highly of the president during a meeting meeting earlier this week with Republican lawmakers. Uh, he was quoted by Congressman Jim Banks of the meeting. He spoke very favorably about his relationship with the president. And I got the sense they speak often and maintain the same personal friendship relationship now that they have for four years. I thought that was a tough moment. I think I have a better understanding now Um that there, there were some lawyers. I, I, I kind of agreed with the great one, Levin, constitutional scholar extraordinaire, that the role of the vice president was ceremonial uh, versus having any ability to do, I think, what the president's law, some of the president's lawyers might have been telling him. I don't, I don't know the story. I'm speculating here. And I think... You know, Reagan one time said, you know, the 11th commandment, thou shalt not attack other Republicans. Okay, we know that's never going to happen. But there was a, well, if you're 80% of the time we agree, then we can agree 80% of the time you're not really my enemy. I think that's more realistic because I don't expect these, I think, you know, there, there are Republican senators. You notice you never see them on TV. You never hear from them. And it makes me wonder, why do they want to go to Washington anyway if they're not going to boldly go out and fight hard for the things that they tell the people back home that they believe so strongly in? That, that, that amazes me. I mean, we've opened up our airwaves, radio show, our TV show, and we're, we're welcome to let them talk and we want to hear their views. To me, because I'm watching CPAC, and I know there's a lot of anticipation about what the president would do, I would not expect the president's going to announce he's running in 2024. That's my guess. I don't know for sure. That would be my guess, my best guess. Um, I would imagine that the president will probably talk about issues. I don't think he's going to spend a whole lot of time talking about the past election. He probably will talk about, well, the need for, let's see, voter ID uh, I do have good news on that front. Georgia State Senate passed uh, a voter ID law to tighten their election security. And by the way, uh, that's important. That would include, yes, mail-in voting. I hope they get the signature verification aspect of that uh, correct as well. Uh, I hope that conservatives, they have this effort to kill H.R. 1 that I've been telling you all about. And, you know, so there's a lot of good things that can happen here. But at the end of the day, I've been explaining as simply as I can what it means to me, what this movement, America First, Make America Great Again, should be about. And it's not complicated. And I think that every politician should be able to articulate this in less than a minute. And that is we believe in freedom and liberty, less government. We believe in lower taxes, less bureaucracy, on businesses to create a good business climate. We believe on constitutional judges. We believe in law and order and people should be safe and secure in their home or city, wherever they live. We believe in school choice. We believe we should stop be beholden to teachers unions. 
We believe in secure borders, uh, a sensible immigration system where we have checks and balances. We believe in energy independence, all the above. Um, These are not complicated issues. We believe in the First Amendment. We believe in the Second Amendment. We believe in constitutionalists on the bench. We believe in peace through strength, the meanest, toughest military on the face of the earth with the most advanced weaponry available. And we want free and fair trade deals. Linda, did I forget anything? Because I did it in a minute. No, I don't think so. It's pretty simple. I'm not that complicated. And if the Republican Party would focus on that, every Republican then guess what? The country would be better off. Problem is, that's we don't why need a two-party system, boss. That's What's the problem. That? We don't need a two-party system. Yeah, look, look, we need an issue-based I... system because then everybody would pay attention to what you just said because what you said was on point. But that's all that matters. I, you know, it's funny. We had the terrible passing of, of Rush. Um, we all miss him. And, you know, one thing he, he's always said, I haven't changed, he would say. I haven't changed either. You know, have I made is there nuanced changes? Yeah, I think I can argue I've become a lot more libertarian. I'm like, I don't want to hear any of these other issues. I don't care. My my agenda is what I just described. That's it. Because I think it works for the American people. It leads to American greatness and it and it creates the free environment where which people's God given talents, natural rights can be brought into fruition. That's why I'm a conservative. Not complicated. So there's my answer to everybody. You're establishment Republican, Trump Republican, Reagan Republican. I don't care who you are. Fight for that agenda. Listen, speaking of higher taxes and more bureaucracy, it's on its way. Money is freedom. You're going to want to save as much money as possible. We all have cell phones. Many of you use the big carriers, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. Now, your family could easily be saving over 800 bucks a year by making the switch to Pure Talk USA. And here's the great part. They guarantee you the exact same great cell coverage because they use the exact same cell towers as the big carriers. But starting your first month, you'll be saving 50% on your cell phone bill. That's right. Making the switch is simple. It's easy. You keep your phone, you keep your phone number. They have more plans than the big carriers that will suit your needs. Right now, a special of unlimited talk, unlimited text, 6 gigs of data, only 30 bucks a month. You go over on data, they don't even charge you. Take out your phone, dial pound 250, say the keyword save, uh, save now. Pound 250 on your cell, say the keyword save now, and average family saves over 800 bucks a year for the exact same service from Pure Talk USA. 